the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting today and next to me, Jade. Man, this is a colossal event, Rachel. This is a treat. I'm pumped about this. Me too. That we're going to spend three hours together, America, answering your calls. So everything about your money, your life, your relationships, your job, anything and everything, Jade and I are here for you. So I thought it'd be fun to start off this hour, Jade. Kind of, I, I kind of just want to make this like, like a, like a ladies theme hour. Just say it. I know Shall you want we? to say girl power. Girl power. <laughs> exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, so let's make this kind of a ladies-themed hour because yeah. we're both here hosting. This doesn't always happen. I feel like we always have like one of the dudes in here with us. Yes. So we're going to just kind of take over for this hour. Uh, and even if you're a guy listening, you know, you, you probably have a wife or a girlfriend or a mother or a sister. You can learn something. Hashtag probably, relatable. That's right. For what we have to give today. So, yes. uh, so one of the biggest things that I feel like recently I have been hearing about women is pink tax oh my gosh you heard all about it of course i I, i'm spending my money on it i know that's right we are living (laughs) in the pink tax world okay so those of you that don't know what pink tax is the pink tax is a term for the extra amount of money charged for certain products or services that are specifically marketed towards female consumers the general products such as razors or deodorants can be used by both men and women But the items marketed towards women are more expensive. The pink tax causes women to pay more for similar or identical products that that dudes use and wear and all the things. Yeah, it's weird because I knew it existed, but it wasn't until I read this article that I realized how much. 13% more on average. Yes. Some of them 25% more. And it's like the deodorant's pretty much the same, but you put a little flower on it and then we got to like spend more money because of that. (laughs) I mean, it's... It is uh, crazy. Okay, what does this mean? I will say, George Campbell and I, we kind of dug into this subject uh, in an upcoming episode of our uh, podcast, Smart Money Happy Hour. And as I was looking, I was like, man, I don't think I even took notice. If I were to be honest, Jade, I yeah. don't know if I really knew. But now that I know, now that the uh, the veil has been lifted yes. from my eyes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look everywhere. I'm like, it is. It's so true. I notice it on like body wash because I'll go and like order what I like for me and then I'll order what Sam likes. Razors. Yes. It's unbelievable. And I bet dude's razors are even better. They are. I would think. Honestly, sometimes I would rather use my husband's, yeah. but because they're in that blue and silver packaging, you know, I go for mine that are in like the cute little pink pack. I like it. I, I like the way it's packaged. What can I say? So, I mean, I, mean, I guess pink tax, I guess it kind of goes under, we always talk about control, what you can control in life. We can't, con- I mean, sadly, we can't. I don't know how, we can control what we buy. We could buy dude's deodorant and it's cheaper and save some money. So we we, we have control over that. Yeah. But, uh, or buy like one product and decide that you're just both going to use that. Like we stopped buying like lotion for him, lotion for her, and we just buy one. Yes. And, the, and there you go. There you go. I know. So ladies out there. Plus we, my husband barely you. uses the lotion, which let's just say that's a problem in and of itself. <laughs> Moisturize your skin, people. Everyone needs lotion. Okay. <laughs> always, always, always. I digress. Oh, okay. So we're going to go to the calls at this hour. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And first up, we have Leanne in Brooklyn. Hey, welcome to the show. Hello. What's going on? What's going on, ladies? Um, so I, we, we started the, the baby steps about a month and a half ago, and we owe, we owe my uncle $11,000 in rent. And 
you know, we started paying the credit cards, but I think that this should come first. So I said this to my husband and he said, ask Dave Ramsey and, and let's and, find out what, what you guys say. <laughs> and here you are. Because you are. Uh, he's that skeptical about it. Yeah, for sure. So how much credit card debt do you guys have? Credit cards? Like not like 15,000. 15,000. Okay. All together. All together. Yeah. Yep. Not much. We really thought that out. But we have car loans too. Okay. And how much are those? Uh, 10 and 25, 10 and 25,000. Okay. Well, and how many credit cards are in that $12,000 credit card debt? To- I know you said total, but how many, how many separate are there? I want to, there's a bunch of some little ones. There's some little ones and one big one. Okay. So it's maybe four. How is your five. uncle treating you about that debt? Like oh, what's his, awful. he's not talking to us. Oh gosh. How long he's- has it been? How long have you owed him this money? I mean, the rent isn't even that much. It's really, we, we like didn't pay him for almost a year. Why but was that? As soon that? as we read the book, you know, we started paying him again. Like last month, we paid him. We're budgeting for it now. It shouldn't be a problem at all from now on. But now, uh, and he, he was he was nice to us for a long time. But just the last, I don't know how many months it's been that he hasn't been talking to us. And specifically and it, because it of the rent. Everything. Correct. Mm-hmm. You guys are not having communication because of the rent, not because of another issue. Yeah. What's, no, that's it. Okay. What's your communication been towards him? I know you said he's kind of been ugly about it. What's been your attitude towards the debt um, throughout that year that you weren't able to pay it? I mean, we. I always assumed, oh, next month we'll figure it out. Oh, this will. We'll, I. I can't believe how much time went by. Yeah. And I was always saying to my husband, I was like, we have to. We. It's not even that much money. We have to figure it out. And it was always like, well, you tell me how. We. We really were lost. Until we read yeah. the book. Yeah, for sure. Um, Leanne, have you guys, I know you're, you're not speaking now, but has there been any conversation from your end with just kind of some humility and apology yes. and wanting to make right with him? Has there been that conversation? I I mean, I I, uh, I do. I tell him what we're doing now and how I, I do tell him. He knows I'm, that I'm sorry. Okay. He knows that I feel bad and that I want us to do things together. We usually do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dinners and whatever. And sure. You know, my kids love him so much and they Mm. miss him and it's hard. Oh, absolutely. Well, when a relationship is fractured in the middle of money stress as well, I mean, that adds on and that it is, it's, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely. It's interesting. You know, if it were me, you know, in every other circumstance, Rachel, I'm going to go through and work the debt snowball mm-hmm. and pay things off. In a situation where there's family involved, maybe there's a relationship there, it could be worth going and paying that one first, 11000 What would you say to that? Yeah, you could. Um, and Leanne, what I would even do, if you feel comfortable with it, if you guys want to do kind of the rigid way of the debt snowball, because I think for you guys as a family, your nuclear family, Getting some quick wins of these like kind of small credit card debts, you know, that that, that she was saying, mm-hmm. getting kind of some of those quick yeah. wins under your belt will give you a boost of confidence. And there's even something, Leanne, I would even write out all of your debts. We say to do that for the debt snowball, smallest to largest, every credit card, don't lump it into one, Put do very specific credit cards, two different car payments, this $11,000 loan, put uh, put payments below that of minimum payments of what that's going to be and then how much extra you guys can throw at the debt and and build out this plan and maybe if you communicate that to him yes. and say hey here's the time frame so important it by you know what are we in July, january so just say by uh, august or whatever it is we're going to start paying on this 
um, and, and it's going like, here's our plan, here's what we're doing. I think just the communication part and showing him actual numbers and dates absolutely might help as well. And an apology, Leanne. I think too, like just a humble spirit from you guys, which I hear in you, um, I think will be very helpful. So I hope that helps. This Thank is you. The Ramsey yeah. Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Up next is Elizabeth in Providence, Rhode Island. Hey, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, about five weeks ago, um, my 16-month-old baby and I fled a domestic violence situation and had to relocate to another state and start over. Um, Thankfully, we're safe now. But there's a whole financial situation um, going on. Obviously, my finances are in shambles. And right now, what I am trying to do as I'm beginning to work through the baby steps is figure out where buying a car and saving for a home falls into that process, as I have neither. Yes. Wow. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I mean, that's that is that's intense. I mean, that's a that's a. A, a traumatic thing that you you've walked through yes it has been very intense very stressful and a lot of things i'm working through you Where, know as a human yes do you Where have good I, support around you i do have a couple of good friends and a couple of family members good 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 because you're you know your your health and your safety is is priority um so i'm thankful to hear that Absolutely. Where Thank where you. are you staying now? With a friend. Okay. Well, good on you for getting out of that situation. Absolutely. That's so difficult, especially with a 16-month-old baby. Um, you know, I can't begin to imagine how you're feeling right now, but, you know, you've got this whole new horizon in front of you, and it's a whole clean new start. So, you know. Yes. There's a lot of hope. A lot, a of, lot hope. of hope. Do you have a job, Elizabeth? Are you making any money? No, I'm not. Okay. That's part of the issue. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, do you see that coming into play soon for you? Are you applying for jobs? Did you have work experience uh, before? 
Yes, I do um, have work experience. What I'm doing right now is I'm currently enrolled in a course that teaches you how to take pictures and videos for food bloggers. So I'll be a professional cool. photographer from okay. home and I graduate in April. So awesome. Probably in May is when I'll start to be bringing in the money. Yes. Is there anything that you could start doing today in order to bring in some extra income? If I could find something from home, yes, um, because unfortunately the friend I live with um, has a lot of diseases and illnesses and she's extremely high risk. So to have to put my baby in daycare would be chancing my friend's safety and actual life. You know, if my baby comes back with some kind of sickness or COVID, God forbid. So okay. Okay. I'm kind of hanging tight on state benefits yep. Yep. Um, until I have my own income. How much is course. that? Um, the state is giving me $600 a month cash assistance and then for food, Three Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about like your debt situation um, coming out of that relationship? Like what's your obligation to the debt? Um, tell us about that. Um, well, I walked into that relationship with no debt except for about 4,000 in medical bills. Okay. Um, and I walked out of it with $17,000 total debt. So that's $11,000 in credit cards. 5,000 medical bills, 2,000 in a program I'm paying off, um, a certification program I graduated from two years ago. So some of it's his, but unfortunately it's under my name. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm the one who has to pay it. You know, I think right now the name of the game is just survival. I think that you have, like Rachel said, you've come out uh, out of a very traumatic situation and you just need some time to get your bearings under you. And for you right now, that's you going to school. It's you um, starting to have a stable income so that you're able to move out of the friend's house. And I think that's thing one is getting some income in, whether that's if there's anything you can do from, from home now. I'd hate for you to have to wait till April to start working. But mm-hmm. yeah, because Elizabeth, I would say too, you know, we talked to so many people on the show and there's so many side hustles yeah. via just your computer, right? That the work from home stuff oh, obviously yeah. is everywhere. But even if you can be a virtual assistant for, for 15 hours a week, you know, yes. you don't have to jump into a lot, but just to bring in some level of income to save because your next, your next big goal, yes, is going to be to find somewhere to live. Um, and, and then the second is, is to have transportation. Those two kind of have to happen I would say together if you can. Um, and the transportation could be a $2,000 car, Absolutely. right? It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And even where you live, finding low rent. So um, look at this next step. It can be, it, I think it, for me, it would be easy to say I'm starting a new life. And because you've been so in such an uncomfortable, insane situation to jump into, I just want to feel... Yeah. comfortable and so i would say to resist elizabeth just those two big things your your car and where you live that your car is not going to be the car that you're going to drive forever that's so right. it's not going to be beautiful and wonderful and that's okay for now um and then also where you live you know it may not be in the part of town that is ideal for you or what whatever the situation is but finding those expenses to be as low as possible that's as right. you're starting out i think will be a really big blessing Okay. So you guys would recommend that before um, paying off any debt because I know like the payments are honestly ex- very hefty. I, the cash assistance coming from the state isn't even enough yeah. to cover that. I mean, if there's so minimum payments you can make, 
I mean, just minimum. Pay- if you're able to make minimum payments, you definitely want to do that. Yeah, stay current on your on those on that debt if you have it. Yep. But as far as working a snowball or anything like that, I just don't think that you're in that place right now. I think right now, like I said, you're just getting your bearings. You're working on getting your income up and then so that you can eventually save up enough to find another place, whether it be an apartment or something like that. Yeah, Elizabeth, when we do a budget with people, we always say the first four main categories to make sure covered are food, shelter, utilities and transportation. And so I kind of want to build those four walls of your new life. Yeah. Uh, before you go and start saving up for the emergency funds and the debt snowball and all of that. Um, and so I think getting that stability under you, I think even just emotionally, Elizabeth, is going to is going to give you a, a breath of like fresh air to say, OK, I'm starting this life and you're going to have a new schedule. You guys are going to be in a new rhythm, you and your and your baby. Uh, and then that's when you're going to be able to say, OK, I'm, I'm in that stable place and I'm ready to freaking attack this debt and get it out of my life forever. And you will, Elizabeth, like I can hear that in your voice. You've survived. Yes. Uh, again, mm-hmm. one of one of the worst situations ever. And so this debt is going to be nothing. You're going to be able to knock it out. But I would I would get that foundation under you first. OK, that makes sense. Oh, thank you for calling, Elizabeth. I really do. I, I appreciate you reaching out. And and I have is there anything else that Jade and I can walk you through do you have any other questions um i i don't think so i think that answers my question okay wonderful well thanks again for calling so tough but she's such a survivor i I mean look at her it's amazing i can't even put my to put myself in that position of taking a 16 month old baby out of a violent home which is the right thing to do absolutely going with no place to live no car no money more you know absolutely yep and you're going into a friend's like she is just such a she's just such a hero right now and i want her to hear that and elizabeth stay on the line austin's going to pick up and we're going to give you uh financial peace university for a year and every dollar as well uh to start budgeting and and take and and watch those videos because that's going to really reinforce even from starting from that beginning point okay so what what am i doing how do i start this and so financial peace university really is one of the best things to walk you through that as well. So stay on the line and Austin will pick up and we'll give that to you. And actually, Austin, throw in a Total Money Makeover book as well because that'll be a quick read. People read that in like two days. It's a quick read. But again, Elizabeth, getting that 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 knowledge and getting a community around you. So I'm glad yes. that you have that. But even here at Ramsey, we're like, we consider ourselves people's community too. So, yes. so having books and podcasts and, and all of that is going to make you feel And find a good church it. home. If yes. you're not connected somewhere, I don't care what you believe. Church is great for everybody. Yes. Get around Amen. some community. Strong Amen. women out here, Rachel. For sure. Oh. Yeah, Jade. I mean, it's a lot of life happening, and all of you caller, all of you listeners out there, um, everyone's in a different situation, That's different right. struggles, different points of celebration in life. But money is always seems to be a thread. Yes, that runs right through people's lives. So that is why we are here again. A free call anywhere. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. We'll be back.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are doing kind of a ladies' theme hour because Jade and I are hosting the show today. So we've been getting some calls from some of you ladies and gentlemen out there listening. You know, you can learn something too. You probably have some a lady in your life. So hopefully <laughs> uh, that this is, this is all good stuff for you as well. All right, we're gonna go to the phones and Courtney is up next from Grand Junction. Hey, Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, my question is uh, relating to family planning while on the baby steps uh, and seeing what the advice is for um, wanting to grow your family, but uh, knowing that might mean going in debt to increase house size Ah. to accommodate. So we're talking about needing more space to accommodate more children. Yes, Okay, so what's your living situation right now? Well, right now, um, my husband and I have two young boys. We live in a two-bedroom, one-bath house. Mm-hmm. Um, we owe, it's a, it's a pretty um, humble-sized house, and we owe 146000 on it still. Okay, what's it worth? Uh, what's it worth? Well, right now, where real estate is at, where we are at, our home is valued at around over 300000 with all the um, fixing up that we've done to it over the years. Cool. What's your income yeah. like? Um, my husband makes just shy of 70000 Cool. And you're staying at home with the kiddos? Yes. Do you guys have any debt, Courtney? We do. We have one, besides our home, we have a car loan that we are um, trying to crush out. Sweet. What's that? What's the amount of that? About thirteen. All right. So not much debt. Uh, to speak of, do you guys have any money saved anywhere? We do. Um, we have more. We have a, about four thousand saved. Um, I'm not comfortable going down to one thousand saved to put it towards the the car loan. Just how expensive everything is right now. Why? Oh, just because I don't know. If anything were to happen, it doesn't seem like a thousand dollars would last a family of four very long in a true emergency. And actually, my family is going through a little thing right now because my husband had a medical incident uh-huh. um, and he has been off of work for a few months, which has greatly reduced our income. Okay. His short-term disability is about 50% of what his normal pay is. So it's showing me how quick, you know, a thousand dollars really could go if we, you know, got into a tighter situation than what we are in. Well, let's, um, let me take a moment. Let me, let me take a moment and debunk that for a moment because I understand okay. where you're coming from. Um, but the thing that you've got to realize is most people have no money saved for emergencies. Like if an $1,000 emergency came, they would have to put it on a credit card because they don't have any cash saved. So the point, the, the fact that you have money saved is a really great thing. And, you know, in your situation, Courtney, it's actually, it, it's wonderful because if you were to, keep $1,000 saved for baby step one, you could pay off that 13K car note in no time. Now, in the in the instance where, you know, you have a job loss or something like that, you know, you're able to pause the baby steps and get back on your feet. But, you know, I do want you to see this as a plan that can work for you. You know, I know that your husband is going through something right now, but I don't, once, once the smoke clears on that, I don't want that to keep you from working the baby steps and getting to where you want to be. Because I agree with you. I think that as a family of four, you want as much stability as possible. And I truly believe that working through this plan is going to get you on the most stable footing because baby step two is going to get you completely out of debt. 
And then you're going to save up three to six months of it of expenses in your case six months of expenses because it sounds like your husband is the only one working and that means after that you're able to save up for a home and you're going into that new home purchase whether it's selling the one you have and upgrading you're going into that with completely firm footing and a firm foundation does that make sense it does i i do hear that yeah, and I think Courtney, for you, the question you know that you 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 asked for growing a family, um, you know, I never want money to be the thing or stuff to be the thing that stops you from growing your family. So I would say, grow your family. And I know this sounds crazy; people probably hate me for this, but I'm like, I've, I swear, our kids lived in a pack and play in a closet. They don't for, care for for a, for a good bit too. So I know that, like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a small home. Um, but I would not be under the impression. I understand it would be nice to have more room for sure. Absolutely. Um, and maybe you guys are at a point that you're like, you know what? Another baby would stress us out. So let's just wait another two years, get some, get some things under us. And as a family, yeah. that's how we decide. But we never tell people not to get married or not to expand right. their family because of their, their money situation. I think that that is a very personal uh, decision that you guys can make. And if you want to, and you are at a point you're like, I really want another baby, then do it, Courtney. You guys are gonna figure it out. And you yep. may have a few years where it's where it's tight and you're like, Oh my gosh, we gotta pay off that car and we're gonna save up for the emergency fund. It's gonna give you that much more motivation, you know, to then figure out the housing and say, Okay, good, you know, the house is maybe even worth a little bit more. Um, and we're able to have a good down payment, you know, and you and you keep it going. So this isn't a plan that's gonna take you ten years. Right. It's a plan that's gonna take you maybe thirty six months. Uh, Absolutely. And so I would say, Courtney, if you guys want to keep expanding a family, I would do it. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to, you know, go take on a bigger house because you guys just aren't, I wouldn't say in a great position to do that right this moment. I would, like Jade said, pay off the debt, have that good emergency fund in place, um, and then go from there. And and I think that's just going to give you a lot less stress. I think that we could be done with baby steps by the end of this year or yeah. early into the next year. And so at that point, what do you say about increasing your mortgage? So the, the principle, like, yeah, totally. I hear you. Yeah. So the principle would remain the same. You know, we teach that we don't want um, your mortgage payment to be any more than 25% of your take-home income. And that's all things considered, the insurance, the taxes, all things considered, no more than 25% of your take-home pay. And of course, we want you to get a 15-year fixed rate mortgage. How does that sound? Yes, I understand that. Yeah, yep. I think that, yes. Very good. And I can't stress enough, Courtney, because I don't think that... I feel like you might be trying to go past it. Maybe I misread that, but I cannot stress enough. Please, please, please work these steps in order. They <laughs> they work. I could tell that you're like, now let me just see. What if I went ahead and did it like this? I beg of you not to do this thing. I'm telling you, work the steps in order. I, My husband and I, we tried it. I'm not to be too much of a, of a rebel, but it seems like if I can foresee crushing the car loan in the next, you know, within the year, you know, less than the year. Oh yeah. Then, um, it's, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard for me to want to let go of the little bit of extra savings that we have. Um, like I just kind of like to like set it, like just forget about it back there just because, you know, if you had to put your family up in a hotel for a week, you know, like that would be more than a thousand dollars, you know, and then, and not having to go in debt to do it. But I, I, 
I'm new to hearing about the Baby Steps plan, and we've been listening to um, the audio book, and uh-huh. I'm like really compelled, and I'm really inspired, and I, you know, want to trust in it, and trust I it, Courtney. Trust it. Trust it. Millions of people use this plan to get out of debt, to save up money, to buy homes, to become Baby Steps millionaires. The plan, I tell people, the plan works if you work it. If you kind of do ish, like Dave says all the time, ish is a wish and you'll be wishing that you had worked the plan the way the plan says. So that's all I'm saying. I'm saying work the plan in order. You can do what you want to do, but I think that you should work the plan in order. Baby Step 1, 2, 3, 3B. That's what I would do. Absolutely, Jade. Well said. You well know. said. But, but it, you know, and, you know, to Courtney, I'm like, I, I totally get what you're thinking, right? If you've been in the viewpoint of money of the world, yeah, then it's like, well, of course, you know, we'll we'll get a bigger house and have yeah. a baby and expand and keep some money, you know, all of it, right? Like, I, I understand where you're coming from, Courtney, but part of this change is feeling the change and the yep. change is going to be uncomfortable. Cha- any change is yeah. uncomfortable. It's not easy. Uh, but just, I would say, trust the process. And you know what, Courtney? If you get, you know, 18 months into this and you hate it, you can. There you, you go. It's a free world. You can say, I'm I'm going broke. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> uh, but we really do believe it leads to freedom and stability. So good luck, Courtney. Thanks for calling. So Jade, our last caller, um, we talked through, you know, some things about her wanting to expand her family and her home and all of that. But she did mention that her husband's income was cut in half because of a disability and there was kind of this up in the air situation. So um, I I think that what she had said was that they were coming out of that. So that's why we were a little bit gung ho on it. But that's true. But for those of you listening, just know there is a there is a storm mode, quote unquote, uh, time in life. Right. So that could be if you are, um, you know, expecting a baby, mm-hmm. uh, if there's a medical emergency, if there's a big move coming up that, you know, we do say you can pause the baby steps and pile up some cash to get through those, quote unquote, storms. And then when those past things settle, you just jump right back in. Yeah. Um, and so for her, you know, if that if that m- medical situation was going to continue, then she uh, should keep the four thousand dollars sitting there. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. But it sounded like she was coming out of it. That's why Jade and I were just on her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really wanted to make sure that she wasn't going to go into home buying mode and that's like right, that's right. do all this stuff without working the baby steps. Yes, so. for yeah. sure, for sure. So wanted to clarify that. But but it's great because again, that's a question. Yeah. And a situation that a lot of people are in, and because of the housing market and people's emotions around that it can be this like wishy-washy feeling of oh my gosh our houses you know yeah definitely. it's gone up in value not all of it so definitely. so great well to finish out the last segment of ladies theme hour we have we have tiffany in vancouver hey tiffany welcome to the show hi thank you so much for having me it's really exciting absolutely how can we help well i'm on maternity leave right now and i'm trying to figure out if it's a good time to start a business for me personally oh Ooh. congratulations what what number baby is this for you uh baby two baby two okay awesome and how much of maternity leave do you have left 
Well, it's an 18-month leave, but my 12 months of money runs out in April. Okay. So I'll have this six-month period where no money's coming in, but my job's waiting for me, and I, I think it's a good opportunity to start a business, but I'm also a little worried about expenses. What kind of business are you thinking about starting? Well, I'm a therapist. I'm I'm um, a registered therapist, uh-huh. and I've done some private practice on the side for five years, but I'd like to make it a, a real thing. I'd like to have a solo practice that I start. Yeah, so Good what would you. keep you from doing that? I like the idea. Tell me, tell me the pros and cons in your mind. Pros and cons for me is um, during this six months where I don't have any money coming in, um, I don't... There's a little bit of a cushion, but not a ton. So, for example, if I don't get enough clients coming in, I really, it'll take probably one month to six weeks before I start going in the red. And that seems like a really tight, not enough cushion there, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a concern. There's a little bit of overhead, not a bunch, because it's going to be a virtual therapy practice, but um, I have to build a website, which is about $1,000, and I have $100 a month in uh, software that I'll have to be doing. So not a ton of overhead, but a bit. Was this something that you were interested in like prior to the pregnancy or did this just come about as an idea recently? Oh no, this has been a long, long-term plan where I thought, okay, I planned it out to have this six months where I'm not at work so that I could build my practice. But now that it's approaching in April, I'm just starting to feel a little nervous that maybe I'm being <laughs> foolish financially. Tiffany, will you go back to your other job? Will this just be a temporary thing just to hold over and get some income in? Or do you think you're going to want to do this full time even after you know your, your job opens back up? Definitely want to do this full time eventually. I One time a caller called in and they said, you know, I want to jump out of the boat, but I need to build a lifeboat. Like I want to jump uh-huh. off the ship to uh-huh. build a lifeboat. And that's my plan. My main job, my full time job that I'm on leave from it's really quite stressful and it's not somewhere I want to be long-term. Okay. And I do want to kind of build up my own situation so that I can yeah. uh, transfer into that eventually. Um, Tiffany, are you the only one bringing in income in your home? No, no. My husband has, has a good paying job, thankfully. Okay. So when you said, I'm going to go into the red, walk me through that. What, what do you mean? Is, does his income not support the home or, or what, what's like the math it, around that? It it does. Um, so he uh, we do pretty good. Our average income is about ten eleven thousand dollars a month, which isn't too bad. And I've been bringing in four thousand on my leave per month. Okay. Okay. And then when I in April, that's the four thousand is gone, and then daycare is about a thousand. Will be I'll have to start paying for that. Mm-hmm. So that's five thousand. You know, four thousand gone, and then a thousand extra. Mm-hmm. And um, and then with our expenses, our expenses are, you know, between nine and 10000 a month. And then, um, but that could get trimmed down. I've really noticed we have a lot of lifestyle mm, things. Yes. Kind of I was going to ask if you're on a budget. Are you guys budgeting your money or is this kind of just you pulling the figures out of? No, no, I definitely, we're, we're, we're budgeting um, the we actually paid off a hundred thousand dollars in debt, debt free nice. by the house. Congratulations! Sweet. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that was two years ago, and we paid everything off, and it was a lot of effort and hard work. And then in the past two years, 
I just lifestyles crept up and yeah. up yep. and up and everyone's in gymnastics and people oh, do personal training and, and we go out to restaurants more than we should. And so do you have that I'm three to six at, months? Um, it's, it's light. It's, okay. we did have it and then it got depleted a bit. So we have 16,000. So that should be higher for us for sure. So here's what I want you to do. I really think you can tighten up this budget. And I think if you can tighten mm-hmm. up the budget, and I think because you knew going into this that there was going to be that six-month period where you you weren't going to have money. And I love that you were thinking of a way to make money during that time. So I think that you should do it because when I'm looking at the overhead, it's not a whole lot. And it sounds like if it was something that you were planning on getting to to begin with, is it something where you can get as many clients as you can or work, you know, slowly getting in? And then if you don't have enough to support you long term, you can do those, see those clients on the side and work your job while you build that business up to take the place of the full time job. It's true. I can. And I, I do have a, a contract that someone has offered me that I could do oh. um, kind of short term. That would that would provide a little bit of money. It's mm-hmm. not my full time job. It's not my private, but it could provide a, a little bit of income while I'm building, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that as well, for sure. Yeah, I think, Tiffany, if you guys look and just say, OK, you know, for the season, cutting back. Yeah. Because I think out of this, you know, nine to ten thousand dollars, you guys can cut it, cut a good bit. Um, you have no debt. You want it. Yes. And to be able to say how much, how many clients do I need to see a month to, keep, or even that could be the game, right? Yeah. I, I always hate that, like cutting the lifestyle part of our I plan. Know, it's always when that hurts me because it's just, <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, I just want people to enjoy your life. Yeah. Uh, even though that it mm-hmm. is a big part of the formula, but you could be able to say, mm-hmm. Tiffany, Hey, if I get, I don't even know, I'm making it up 10 clients a month. It actually will support us yeah. and we don't have to change a huge lifestyle change and I can get this going. Um, yeah, you could do both. But That's if right. you had to cut your lifestyle because there's not enough, you're going to survive. This isn't going to be a long term yeah. life that you're cutting the gymnastics or the or the personal trainer, whatever it is. Um, you can get mm-hmm. back to that eventually for sure. But uh, just know if that if it comes down to cutting that it, it's for short term. But maybe you'll you can do the math and kind of figure out, OK, I can get enough clients. Yeah. To, to support and continue on our life. And what a, what a blessing to have that, you know, that 18 months and, and to be Absolutely. able to say I get to go after what I want. So and, oh, yeah. and the work that you do is incredible. I mean, people that that help people go through life with therapy and counseling. It's a, it's a gift. It's a blessing. So, and people need it more Thank than you. ever now. So. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm excited for yes. you, Tiffany. That's great. Very good. Yeah. I feel like for, for a lot of women, it's a, it's a interesting, uh, having a baby uh-huh. changes a lot, right? It changes your oh, yeah. worldview. It changes, uh, your priorities. I mean, yes. all of a sudden kind of this whole other part of your heart and your life opens up. You're like, what? Uh, and so it, it's a great practice to kind of go through. So I love that even on it maternity is. leave, she's like looking at so a passion of hers, yeah. of therapy and being a therapist. I'm excited for her. And seeing that, that pathway come through. I'm excited for her. I think that, I think if she goes after it, she's going to be surprised at what she's going to be able to build in such a short period of time. Yes. And it's great that she's not having to go buy a bunch of supplies and start oh, a business yeah. that has a lot of overhead. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, you're in a great position, Tiffany. I love awesome. me a low overhead business. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Tiffany, so much uh, for the call. Jade, always fun hosting. Yes. Love, a good time. love sitting next to you and all the guys in the booth. And thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show.
it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream.